0: You're listening to Catalyst for Change, and my name is Jessica Huckabee, your host. I started this podcast to learn what makes people resilient after challenging events and how they've used those series of events as a catalyst for change in their life. You'll hear stories of resiliency and strength, so get ready, sit back, and be prepared to be inspired. In this episode, we speak about the gender spectrum. We discuss how we can be open and accepting of people in our community who may identify as transgender or transitioning, how to educate ourselves, the challenges transgender people may face, and how to step outside the box. So today our guest is Summer Selick. Summer is a solo practitioner at SC Selick Law in Walnut Creek. California. Summer practices primarily in the areas of estate planning, probate, will and trust litigation, and elder law. Summer's deep passion is protecting and advocating for the rights of diverse classes, and she is deeply involved in her community while continuing to build her corporation. Summer works to promote tolerance and diversity in both the legal profession and the community, and is impacting the lives of others through community engagement and outreach campaigns designed to build relationships, educate the community, and create a broader social impact. Thank you, Summer, for coming on my show, Catalysts for Change Stories. Tell me more about an event that really shaped the person you are today.
1: Well, Jessica, I think... uh, it's not just one event as much as sort of a progression of time. So in 2018, I had my, my partner and I had our, our daughter. Uh, her name's Merritt. She's three years old now. Um, and she sort of kicked off this rapid period of, of growth. We had her in January. And then I, I'm an attorney, and I, I run my own practice. And in July, I was coming out of court on the second floor of the of the court building in Contra Costa County, and I took a misstep and I fell down fifteen stairs on my head. And I, unfortunately, you know, I I'm I'm kind of klutzy, so I I do things like that. So my first response was just to sort of jump up and be like, I'm okay. But the process was really humbling because. I didn't realize how badly I had hurt myself when I got to the bottom of the stairs. And so I, I ended up having to take some time off of work and this was all with a, a new child. And the process was just, it was just really humbling to not be able to use the the my brain in, in the way that I had. I had word choice issues and uh, I would forget things. And basically I had to sort of take a long, hard look at my life and and the the choices I had made up until this point, and and sort of figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. I had a lot of I had six weeks off from work, so um, I had a lot of time to to think. And if you know anything about concussions, oh yeah, uh, which I know you do, you know, you can't watch television, can't be on social media. You're you're supposed to just sort of you know, rest, rest your brain, rest everything. And so that was sobering in the sense that, you know, I was go, 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 go ever since, you know, I started my law practice and it was just a real change. That happened in 2018. And in 2019, my partner and I, at the time, uh, we had a, a, a chat where we finally came to a point uh, where. It was, uh, it was decided or it was allowed for me to sort of transition into the person that I had always felt like I was. I've always felt as though I, I'm gender uh, non-binary and so my wife and I made the conscious decision to uh, allow me to start moving down that process. And so I feel like all of those things sort of came together to create this sort of calamity in my life, but also a lot of growth. And I think that's really, since 2018, I've been on testosterone, dealing with that process. And so it's, it's been a couple of, of interesting years.
0: Wow, you had a lot of things happen in such a short amount of time. So you adopted a new daughter, so is adopt,
1: adoption you said? No, 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 my my wife carried merit. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you had a new you had a new daughter in your family in 2018, Mm -hmm. and congratulations! I know my daughter is the same age, (laughs) so I I understand that. Then you get it that stress and that struggle, yeah. Yeah. And they are a lot of work, but they're such wonderful little beings. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really wonderful. And then you fell on the court steps right when you had a new baby to take care of, and you had all this stuff going on in your life. But that was really you're telling me that was really. You know, that traumatic brain injury or concussion, as some people call it, based on severity. So, mild traumatic brain injury is the same thing as a concussion. And they're scaled from mild to severe. So, did they tell you what kind you had? Yeah. I had a severe, uh, a severe, I had a severe, yeah. severe brain injury. Okay. Yeah. That is a lot to handle. That is, yeah. I mean, that is a lot. So, but that you used that situation that was really trying and, Uh, you know, very challenging, it sounds like, to kind of think through things, figure out who you were. And you realize that, you know, you're non binary, you want to go through with through with those additional changes that you needed to do in order to become who you actually are. And Mm -hmm. so that that's just amazing. So tell me about that process.
1: So so yeah, I mean, I I think that when people have children uh, they have to sort of really take stock of what they're doing in their life like you know with a, with a new kid you you sort of see a, a fresh start in a lot of ways and so when we got when i you know when merit came along i was just like what am i doing am i really genuinely happy in in, in who mm-hmm. i am and then and then falling down the stairs you know having that that sort of six week period of just thinking about you know the person that i've become and and how everything is so quick and 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 uh, how you know everything's at our fingertips with technology and and what have you you know i i i just came to a place where i was like i need to be who i am and so you know my wife and i had been talking about it since we got married we got married uh in 2013 and I always just kind of figured, ah, you know, I, I, I'm not ever going to take the steps in order to, to, you know, feel comfortable in, in my body, and, and I'm just gonna, you know, live out this life, you know, doing what I need to do in order to sort of survive. And so, my, my wife ended up calling me in May, and she had read an article about this person who was non-binary and was microdosing testosterone and she sent it to me and i read it and i was like what you can do that like you don't have to go all in and be either female or male and you don't have to you know be gendered in that way you can you can just be your authentic self um yeah. and that was just really really eye opening for me because i had felt like that my entire life just sort of in between not not really i've never been girly never. Mm. And I've I've always sort of scaled more towards the the masculine um, outward appearance, but I in no way feel masculine. I'm, I'm, you know, most of my friends would say I'm probably one of the most sensitive, uh, I guess, if we want to use the word girly, which I I don't really know if more I do, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> so more feminine qualities. Yeah, more feminine qualities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I always just sort of felt like, uh, you know, a little bit on the outside. And so, reading the article, I just remember thinking, "Oh my god!" Like, there's something else I can do here. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And mm. that's really sort of like something that's taken a hold of my life. Is that, uh, you know, growing up and and um, and living in in a society, being a lawyer. We love to categorize things. We love to say it's this or that. It's yeah. it's black or white, it's right or wrong, it's good and evil, whatever, you know, and and so having to really dive into that gray area of what do I want this to look like has been really liberating. And it's also had a lot of, you know, really hard moments. But I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, and and I, you know, had a very supportive partner surprisingly I had a, a very supportive uh group of colleagues around me that were you know just like okay let's do this so uh, you know the the process started when i when i started taking uh, testosterone in may which is a, a minor a, sl- a small dose of it not the full full dose and then i had uh what we generally call top surgery in July of 2019 which was pretty quick they had a cancellation usually you wait a few months i you know there was a cancellation with the doctor the doctor was like we can do it and so i jumped on that pretty quickly and that and was can another you yeah just
0: uh, so for people that may not know what is top surgery
1: so um i had a double mastectomy uh, okay. i had that also was like 6 weeks of uh rehabilitation time so no working and and it was a pretty brutal surgery, I think, but overall okay. it's been really, really lovely. And it was, it's just been a way to sort of make it so that I feel more okay in the body that I was given, but also in the body that I feel like I should have been given. I did that. And then, you know, every week I, I take another shot of testosterone and, and we sort of see where that leads us. You know, I've started, I've started growing facial hair and, and my, my voice is deepened. And, you know, there are some definite external signs that are, you know, really noticeable to people. And so that's been a strange experience, but yeah, overall, I'm really happy with just sort of allowing myself to be who I want to be. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's so.
0: So tell me more about those, you mentioned challenging moments. So tell me a little, do you mind digging into those a
1: little
0: bit? Love to hear about, because a lot of people listening to this may have these similar questions and they may be feeling the way you are and they
1: may want to know, how
0: did you get started? What are the challenges you faced?
1: So first off, just to go back and sort of, and I know that you're going to have somebody on your, on your, um your show that is going to dive in deeper into like what it is to be transgender and so I don't really feel like I need to do that but just to clarify being transgender it's an umbrella term for anyone who identifies who doesn't identify with the sex or gender that they were assigned at birth so there are numerous different things can qualify as being transgender and and I've talked about one, which is non-binary and that's individuals with a gender identity that doesn't fit into either one or the other. It's, it's, we're not traditional. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm a man. I don't feel like I'm a woman. I, I feel non-binary. Mm-hmm. So uh, doing that, it's in deciding to make that, that transition, it's, it's caused a lot of problems because like I said before, we're in a society that really wants you to fit into a category. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know in some ways it's it would be easier if i if i was like oh i'm a trans man but i'm not so teaching the people that are in my life and the people who are on the out, outskirts of my life that that you know make make appearances every now and then you know how to interact with me and and just sort of the changes that i need for them to uh, make in order to make me feel normal it is it's been challenging so i'm in court most of the time i'm i'm an attorney as i said and mm-hmm. i know about about 6 months ago one of my favorite judges she she waited for me to to finish my my argument and then she's like okay uh <clears throat> miss selick can i can i speak to you in my chambers everybody else can go home so I went into her chambers and, and she you know looked at me and she said are are you transitioning and i was like yes, I am. You know, thank you for noticing. And she was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to call you. Should I call you miss? Should I call you mister? Should, what do I do here? And I, I just said to her, you know, you can call me counsel. You you can call anyone counsel. Uh, yeah. Counsel like, works perfectly. You know, that was just one of the things that I do in, on like a, a daily basis is just people not knowing how to approach me, talk to me. How else so- has it
0: affected things in your career? That's another question I think people would love to hear about. Yeah, and you're so- a lawyer, and you're public facing, and you you have to explain things a lot. I'm sure to other people that may not understand. So yeah, tell tell us a little bit more about how your the people around you supported you in your
1: career. Your you know your coworkers. So it's been a couple of different types of ways that people have supported me so like I said the judge that called me into her into her chamber and, and asked I was so stoked that she that she did that and that she didn't just try to to put me into a category or ignore it um so so I've been really really and and from that conversation I've had all other judges in the county Refer to me as counsel. They don't refer to me as Miss Selleck anymore. They don't, you know. So she, although it was a very awkward moment, was super supportive, and and trying to to figure out how to to process this with my colleagues. So I work for myself, but I work in an office with a bunch of other lawyers. And before I started down the process, I I sat, you know, sat them down. Each I to, took them to lunch, and I said, Look, I'm going to do this thing, and I'm I'm going to need you to be sort of understanding and Things are going to change, and I, you know, I I need to know if you're able to be supportive or if, if you're not. They were all unanimously like, "Yeah, it's great," you know. And I think it was made easier by the fact that I've always sort of presented a little bit more masculine. But the rest of the the county and the lawyers in this county, I work in probate and, and elder law, so we're a small kind of community within in the legal community, and everyone has been really, really wonderful. I'm not of the mind that I have to come out to people or that I have to tell anybody really anything about my gender or my sexuality, because I feel like I'm just who I am and, yeah. and, 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 we should just be able to do that. But with that being said, you know, people have really been super supportive and helpful in, you know, making things less awkward in court. Like when, what I am being gendered, You know, other counsel will say, oh, you mean counsel Selick and and things of that nature. So that's been good. As for clients, you know, when I had a client before that would come in, it was usually a certain type of client, meaning they had to have a little bit of of liberalism in them. Uh, in order to to be my client, just because, uh, you know, I've always presented as as somebody who's probably gay. You know, in this county, that can be a little bit tricky. And so my clientele is, is usually very, very open and very, very honest with me. So I haven't had any issues there. But additionally, this process really sort of started kicking into gear after COVID came and, and presented itself. And so I've had a lot of less interaction with clients one-on-one and I've had a lot of less interaction in court and, and with the community. And so in a lot of ways, I, I think that's very lucky for me because I've been able to sort of do this and, and wade into, to who I, who I feel like I am without, you know, having to see everybody on a daily basis and deal with the daily things that probably will come up or would come up. It's not an easy process. It's been, it's been hard in in the sense that, you know, things are, things are not made for a a gender non-conforming person. And, and, and I'm not saying that as if I'm a victim, I'm saying that as I am noticing that I am a culprit of using things like hey guys and always trying to fit somebody into a gender or a sexuality and constantly trying to put people into boxes and the more and more i am stepping out of whatever box i created for myself the more i'm realizing that it's really hard it's it's hard for for us not to categorize people and and if it's hard for me somebody who doesn't want to be categorized so badly then it must be so difficult for, for everybody else in society. And so I try to enter into all of my relationships, either professional or social or what have you, with a lot of empathy and understanding that, you know, this is not something that is widely done, uh, especially when, you know, you're already an established lawyer and you already have, you know, you're, you're married and you have a kid and you have family. And, you know, I'm 30, I'm 37 years old and so the process has been really just very strange considering that there's been so much change so quickly but I just feel like it's change it
0: it sounds like no no yeah you're where you want to be you're you're being who you want to be it sounds like
1: yeah yeah And, and that's really exciting and really fun um but obviously you know there's always, you know, a downside with things of, of that nature too, sometimes. So. Yeah. Um, so how, how can
0: people support somebody who is transitioning or who is non-binary like yourself?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's lots of things and and I, I, I come in contact with, with different people's approaches on, on a daily basis. So one of my favorite things to do is to tell people, I mean, this in in the, I'll explain where I'm going with this, but ask people what they want to be referred to as, you know, obviously don't say, are you a boy? Are you a girl? Because obviously that's not going to help anything, but, but say, you know, what are your pronouns? That's something that a lot of people find really, really hard to do because they think it's offensive when really the offensive thing would be to call me her or him or, and Mm -hmm. just assume, assume, you know, to, you'll see a lot of people recently putting pronouns in their email signatures. And that's a way to sort of show some allyship and to say, look, you know, I go by he or she, I go by, you know, they or them, uh, you know, this is what I go by, what do you go by? It starts a dialogue. So asking, asking and, and not just assuming, I think is probably the most important thing that you, anyone can do practicing i mess up all of the time with my you know what i want to be called i i'll I'll talk to, about myself as you know being she because i've lived you know 35 years of my life just as as she and so you know also when it comes to relationships you know i'm a mother to child and and, and so everybody sort of knows me as a certain person so in order to correct that type of language has been really hard for me to do and I'm the person going through the transition. So I can only imagine you know what other people are going through um, because they're not here on a daily basis they're not you know dealing with the changes on this this large spectrum. Did you have a question?
0: Yeah, no, I was curious. So, mother usually is a female term. Now, is that do, is there another thing to call you besides Merit's mother? There, it's it's so difficult. To, That's tricky, huh?
1: Oh, it's so hard. So when I started the process, I was just dumbfounded by what what I could do. <laughs> I, I'm obviously don't want to be. I don't. I'm not a father. Yeah. I'm not a mother. I am a parent, okay. but nobody says, nobody says that, you know, everybody's like, oh, you it know, it's, Mother's Day, it's yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. With, with marriage, she calls me Renny, which is short for parent. And, and I like that. Although I, I kind of just feel like mother is something that it makes sense to her. So I, I allow it, you know, allow her to, to call me that. Mm-hmm. And I refer to myself as mother, but you know, I don't think there's a better term that I have for, okay. for what exactly I, I, I would fit myself into. And this, can but be yeah, different for each person that's going, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, yes. Yeah. everybody has a different experience that, you know, uh, that's one of the other things that I think comes up a lot is that, that people tend to think that, you know, a transgender person has the same story, has the same has the same pathway to lead uh to to where they're at now. And that is, you know, completely false. It's you know, we're mm-hmm. all we all got here a different way. We all, you know, are doing different things and and so to, to pigeonhole us into, into one way or another is pretty, which is so difficult. hard.
0: Cause you're right. Our society is really into putting people in boxes. Yes. Or no black or white, or, you know, like i yeah. want you to f- fill in,
1: like who, your pronouns on a sense. I, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's a spec. I mean, it's, it's super spectrum, hard. Yeah. Um, and, yeah and, and gender is a spectrum, you know? And right. I think that the, the more we get into that, the, the better off we'll be. I had a, colleague who um so she really really believes that gender uh, on your driver's license is is like an old-fashioned at this point it shouldn't be there because when has a cop ever really needed you to explain you know when they pull you over for a ticket Mm -hmm. if you're female or male and I remember when she first brought that up, I was like, Oh my God, that's so interesting. There's so like, many little faucets of this. Yeah. Ev- yeah, every little thing leads back to, to gender, you know, gender reveal party. Um, yep. you know, are you gonna have pink or are you gonna have blue on your walls? When I talk to my kid, she has these little dollies and and she'll tell me it's you know, this is this is my little like this is a little girl. And I'm like, Oh, how did you figure that out? You know, and yeah. and and it's so interesting because it starts so early and it it's just in every it touches every single space,
0: yeah. um,
1: from restrooms to everything. And so it, it's just very strange to sort of be in this gray area of no, it's not one or the other. And and as a lawyer, that's really, I think, also very hard because we love things to be one way or the other, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the law is interpreted a certain way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yes. goes back
1: to your training, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a hundred percent a person who loves things to be categorized and loves things loves things to be, you know, yeah. d- defined and whatever. And so this has just been a really interesting, like, you know, situation because I'm just like, oh, all that doesn't doesn't work here, and it's just super interesting. And I catch myself all the time doing things that dictate a, a gender. And, and then thinking, oh my God, I'm a culprit, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm in it. And so, you know, how difficult this must be for, for the rest of the world to sort of catch up.
0: Now, that's another question I had for you. So what if I make a mistake and I call someone by the wrong pronoun, or if I make a mistake in doing something, um, in communicating with somebody who is transgender or transitioning or non-binary, how do I fix that mistake? I mean,
1: mistakes happen. i I make mistakes for myself. I make mistakes for other people that I know um that are, are transgender. You have to own it, you know. If if you make a mistake, you know, it's the same thing with with calling somebody, you know, if if Jessica, I was like, well, Jamie, and I called you by the wrong name, I would say, Oh, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. I I am I apologize. I I got the wrong name, um, Jessica, right? Yeah. And, and it's just a matter of sort of owning the fact that you are human and that everyone has the ability to make a mistake and, and that you're willing to try and fix that mistake instead of, you know, continuously calling somebody he who does not want or, to be referred to as he or, or she. Or upset
0: because you made a mistake. So yeah, you're just, saying don't get upset about making the mistake, just fix it, apologize and move forward.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I don't even... I don't know. So I get this a lot. I get people will will say, all right, sir, you know, what do you, uh, you're next. And then they'll realize that there's, there's this wash that goes over their face where they're like, oh, I've made this <laughs> this mortal error. And, and the thing is, is you haven't, right? You are a person who's been taught since, you know, your birth that there are boys and there are girls um, yeah. and that's it. And so to to fault you for having to retrain your brain, it's just doesn't help anything, right? All, mm. all, all a person who is non-binary or, or transgender can do is, is you know, be patient and and wait for the world to sort of catch up to where we're at, and and I think that's happening at, at a at a good rate, but you know, it's also just yeah. very very slow progress one of the other things i wanted to say is there is a super famous well i call her super famous cuz she's she's one of my one of my people that i really like judge in in alameda county uh, judge kolakowski and she transitioned she was she was born uh, male at birth um, assigned male uh, at birth and in i believe law school transitioned to become victoria kolakowski she is Absolutely wonderful. She's one of the first people uh, uh, on the bench that is transgender or identifies as transgender, and so things like that are just really exciting to see. Just the progress that we're making, uh, seeing people in in positions of power. You know, I I don't know if you saw, but today it looks like Biden um, picked a, a transgender woman as the assistant health secretary, and. Nice. Um, Dr. Rachel Levine, she'll be the first openly transgender federal official to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate. You know, hopefully everything goes well. You know, these things are really, really exciting. And so the more and more there's visibility, uh, the better. One of the other things that sort of, you know, was interesting while I was starting this process was a judge in the county actually came to me and said, you know, my my son is transgender, you know, and I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, let's talk about it. And so the more open that people can be with their lack of knowledge or their, their quest for education is always going to, and that's in an everything, right? You know, I, I don't know everything about every culture. I don't know everything about every gender. I don't know everything about every anything, right? You know, yeah. we all, we all are students of life, I guess. And so to sort of be humble and accept that, you know, sometimes you have to ask for help is really the only thing that you can do. Yeah. And so I, I guess that is really my favorite thing to share with people is just, you know, just allow yourself to be humbled by the the process and and don't assume anything.
0: No, that's really and, good. And your daughter is getting this wonderful education by having two moms, first of all, a mom and a Remy. Remy, Remy or Remy.
1: Rennie, Renny I just we made it up. I mean, I yeah. Who knows if it sticks, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but that is just a wonderful education, and she'll have this great view of the world. But for other people that haven't had that education from birth, there's places like Gender Spectrum, which is a nonprofit that teaches. They do these camps, these education seminars. Um, absolutely i went to a conference for gender spectrum and it was really really informative and and really interesting so i'll put that in the show notes and i'll put yeah. um yeah just different educational resources cuz i want to edu- we could all be educated more on on this I mean, topic
1: I, I could still be educated more <laughs> yeah and one of <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite organizations just you know if there's any legal issues that you run into you know housing or 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 your professional issues. Transgender Law Center is a fantastic uh, resource. They are in the city in San Francisco, and they're also in Oakland. On um, another one of my favorite, and I'm totally going to hijack this this uh, yeah, this please. conversation right now. Um, another one of my favorite organizations is um, the Point Foundation, and they are a nonprofit that um, helps people that identify as lgbtq get into uh, higher education which i think is so important because like i said visibility is is maybe the biggest issue and so they they have people apply to the program and then they meant they give them mentors that are in either the same area of expertise or similar and then you, you kind of follow them through their process of graduate school or law school or whatever. And you just check in on them and make sure that they're not having any depression or any issues with their fellow students or, or what have you. And so I really love them too, because they are ushering in a new sort of generation of educated um, and empathetic and, and just diverse people in the professional realm. And so I think that's super important. So I really love them. They're in Los Angeles.
0: No, those are some great resources. Any other resources for people either to get more education about um, somebody in their life who's transgender or transitioning or for transgender people themselves that you can think of?
1: Well, like I said, there are so many places. There's the, the Equal Rights Campaign. There's HRC, Human, Human Rights. There's a lot of of places online that you can find resources, uh, pamphlets, Q&As, all of those good things. Additionally, you know, I'm always happy to reach out and, and speak to anybody that, that has any questions or concerns or is thinking, hey, there's this, you know, I've been thinking about this since childhood, and I've just never... I've always been too scared to take the step, yeah. which is 100% you know, where I was two years ago. And so, so I'm always happy to, to chat with people. Um, in this county, I, I have a friend who is a therapist and he and I m- go out and do like educational sort of Hour-long, you know, spiel's about what it means to be transgender and and how you can be an ally and all that good stuff. So there are things in each in each county and in each state. Obviously, California, we are very lucky to be here, so lucky. If you're in a if you're in a state that's not as lucky as California, obviously, it's important to sort of reach out to to the resources that are going to be supportive of you, and that might be in a different state or it might be you know if you're in a different country also. So.
0: Yeah, well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and the resources that you found. And you're just a wealth of information. I really enjoyed talking to you. Now, is there anything that you think we may not have touched on that you wanted to make sure to mention?
1: I think that we have sort of touched on it. But I, I just want to, you know, make it clear, obviously, that, you know, there's a lot of discrimination, violence towards people who identify as transgender. i, I, I think there were, you know, over 300 murders, you know, last year, uh, worldwide, probably more considering that I don't think they're accurate st- stats. Mm-hmm. But so it's just super important to if you don't understand something to, you know, try and try and educate yourself, even if you don't, you know, you don't understand it. It's important just to have that empathy that we talked about earlier of just everyone's process. And that's, that's, that's universal, right? You know, everybody should be empathetic of of other people's struggles. And that's really all I have.
0: Yeah, well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Summer. It was a pleasure speaking to you. You've been listening to Catalyst for Change. And my name is Jessica Huckabee, your host. Join us next week for another story of resiliency. And please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And feel free to leave me a comment or email me at catalyst forchange20 at gmail.com or on Facebook we have a page at Catalyst for Change Resiliency.